This episode of the Back of the Bus podcast is brought to you by the Union Beer Store, where our friend Jacob Cross works. Also, where we got these snazzy Union Club shirts, where you can get them too if they're still on sale, or you can just go watch wrestling and have a beer. Union Beer Store on A Street, right next to a Sukar. Hey everybody, welcome to the Back of the Bus Podcast. We are back. This week we are coming to you live from the Kendall Mine Theater on Kendall Drive and where is this? 127th, 187th? 120, like 124. 124. We're right next to the Sound Advice across the street from the Barnes & Noble and the Bus Buy. Straight up. That Best Buy holds a lot of really great memories for half of our coho for half of our our, our our team today. And many of you listeners, actually all of the listeners who probably listen to this show worked at that Best Buy. Um, it was a great time. I used to go all the time, uh, hang out. I would stay there past uh, closing until a um, an Asian woman, very nice, would come by and tell me to get the hell out. Stella. She would say, you need to leave. <laughs> <laughs> she sounded nothing like that, but that's good. Yeah, good shot. Good yeah, time. yeah, it was great. It's where I learned about open items and how they were much cheaper than regular items. And also, if you had friends there, they could open item something for you and get it for you. Yeah, but that talk- never happened. No, we had to talk about those things. It never happened. Not once. Didn't happen with a camera. Didn't happen with a computer. Never. Certainly happened. didn't happen with car stereos. Never happened with car stereos. The entire crew. Yeah. No. Not Everybody. at all. Even. even- even Plex in that <laughs> shitty little Datsun that he had had a brand new kick-ass car stereo. Of course. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, Black. Yeah. Welcome so, back. Likewise, my friend. It's Thank good you. To, uh, it's good to be back. It feels good. It does. Yeah, man. I you missed know, it a little bit. Oh, for sure. I It drove... So, you guys don't know, tried to record an episode like two weeks ago. Yeah. And there was like a cable missing out of the fucking bag when I got to his house. I don't know... Where that cable went, I've never found that cable. I had to dig into my magic box of shit to dig up a replacement cable. What he means is that he took the cable from his industrial size vibrator that he uses on himself, and now we're using it to record our podcast. Yeah, yeah I got that one from the magic wand. It's amazing. Um, I was going to say something fucked up. but Yeah, so that happened. And uh, in between that, I also had a birthday. I went to Chicago. You went to Nolens. Nolens. Have you watched Tom Segura? No. Oh, she's a stand-up comic. Okay. I watched him. He's been recommended for some time. But I didn't get around to watching it until earlier today. All right. And he was like, he had a bit about Narlins. But the reason I bring it up is because I was watching him and I'm like, if our buddy D was a stand-up comedian, yeah. this is who he'd be. He'd be this guy? Yeah, he'd be this guy. See, I got I to gotta, I gotta check him out. Yeah, you got to watch, watch this one from today. Right. Shout out to Tom Segura. Tom, yeah. Tom Selleck. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, he proposed building a wall around Louisiana. Okay. Because he just said that he doesn't like their accents. No, no, no. Mississippi and Louisiana. Oh, okay. You need to build a wall around both of those Why? Places. Why was wrong with Mississippi? I don't know. I met one dude from Mississippi, and let me tell you this. So, funny story. We're in New Orleans for a bachelor party, right? Uh, we have a great time. It was fun. We, uh, we went to all of the great establishments of New Orleans, the World War II Museum, uh, churches, graveyards. We did all of that. We stayed away from, you know, the weird things, like strip clubs. Um, so... We one day I went to a brewery. Um, I'm actually wearing their shirt right now called Courtyard. Really legit brewery. Awesome. I'm into beer. So um, I was talking to the brewmaster or the the owner, and this guy out of nowhere comes up and tries to spark a conversation conversation with us. 
I already knew that he was a little iffy. The dude had two hoop earrings on his ears on each one. Like right and left, he had hoop earrings. That is a dead giveaway. All right? So we get to talking, and he and we're like, he asks us where we're from. We say we're from Miami. We ask him where he's from. He says, well, right now I'm stationed in Mississippi helping them finish build a boat, uh, some warship that we looked up and was legit. And so the guy seemed all right, except for the earrings. So we told him, yo, we're going to be on Bourbon later in the day. If you want to, come by. You can come check us out, this and that. Mind you, we're walking down Bourbon. I see the guy. And so I go to say, yo, what's up, man? How you doing? This and that. But then I notice he's walking around Bourbon mooning everybody. Jesus like just dropping Christ. his drawers. And before I could like say anything, he sees me. So then it's like something out of a Mission Impossible movie where I'm like, like sliding through the crowd and just trying to get back away and get away so he can't find me. I took off the hat I was wearing so he didn't know where I was. Holy crap. Eventually I lost him. I saw him later that night, but he didn't see me. And the dude was like sitting next to a lamppost, just wasted. Absolutely wasted. Whew. So that was my New Orleans that's story. New Orleans and that's why we should just build a wall around Mississippi too. You really hung up on those hoop earrings, by the way. Dead giveaway. If a dude is wearing two, two hoop earrings on one in each ear, dead giveaway. Something, what, what something's not the, right. What about just the one ear? I mean, he's a pirate. Oh, okay, because Peter used to rock that one hoop back in the day. Pete? So we went to Chicago. It was awesome because originally the plan was it was going to be Ferry and I and Mao and Karina. Yes. And then we're at the airport. And all of a sudden, somebody puts me like in a sleeper. And I turn around and it's Nika, Mike, Mo. Um, nice. Their homegirl, Vanessa, who is now my homegirl, Vanessa, the, the selfie queen. She followed us on, yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Vanessa, for being our newest. Out. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. So we're going to... I told her we'd have her on to talk about her mastery of taking selfies at some point. And then Will, the owner of Better Days, was there. Yeah. And this is homegirl, Samantha, who was really cool. So it was cool, man. We had a good group. And then Mo's buddy, Lewis, from our fantasy football league, him and his girl, Jamie, showed up. So we had a nice big group. We spent an awful lot of time at that bean Taking yeah. pictures and shit. I saw you. Yeah, but you were in a blizzard, man. Like, yeah. So you were in a fucking we blizzard. We didn't get to do like all the touristy like museum shit because it was on Friday. They closed all that shit down because of the snow. School was closed. The museums and all that shit. All the attractions yeah, yeah, were yeah. closed. I had bison tartar with a quail egg. Well, actually, I didn't eat the quail egg. I let Mo eat that shit. I don't eat that shit. What but, is wrong with you? Dude, it's... First of all, just the fact that I tried bison without, yeah, knowing, I guess what, you're right. without knowing what tartar was. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, that was a big step for me. Yeah. And uh, they had a, it was at it was at a place called the Gauge, and they had this fuck. They made a delicious short rib. It was oh, fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, good, it was real good, man. Good eats, bro. Chicago was dope. Good city. I liked it. It was cold as fuck though. Yeah. And but it was awesome, man. Ferry got to see snow for the first time, so nice. it was a cool experience for her. Um, we stopped by this awesome comic shop called Graham Cracker Comics. Okay. What else we want to touch on before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show? The Super Bowl. We didn't really get to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Patriots lost, and it was Tom Brady's fault. I think that's really all we need to talk about in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tom Brady's. Uh, when they got that ball with two and some change left, yeah, everyone I, thought, there was yeah, no doubt in my mind, Tom Brady's going to come back and do it. Yeah, of course. I'll, and then, I'll, absolutely. He, then that fumble happened, and I was who fumbled it? Stunned, Tom Brady. Yeah, so it was his so it's fault. Not, it's not the O line's fault. Nope, Tom Brady's We're fault. Not giving him protection. Nope, Tom Brady's fault. Tom Brady's fault. You want to be the face of the Patriots? You're going to be the face of the Patriots. Awesome. All right. Well, there's a Super Bowl. Yeah. Lastly, and most importantly. So, a few episodes ago, I talked about we were going to have Nika on soon yeah. to tell this amazing story. Yes. And I wanted to do it on episode 35 because episode because the number 35 is very relevant to the, to the story. story. 
But it's taken us way too long to get there. Like, we just got to episode 15. It's been seven months that we've been doing this. Yeah, no, no, no. Episode 35 would be in, like, four years. Yeah, no, we'd be fucking retired. Yeah. The bus would have broke down by then. Yeah, the bus is gone. Yeah. So, we're going to just have him on next week. Okay. Awesome. To tell the fucking story. Love it. Because he's, you know, I didn't. he doesn't want to forget, like, a lot of the cool details yeah, and yeah. shit. It's going to be fucking epic. Okay. If there's one episode that anybody that you know that hasn't listened to this show should listen to... It's going to be it's that. next week. There we go. Just for that. Hey, guys, we wanted to let you know that we have a special guest today. Um, he's in he's in the studio with us. Uh, Mo, say hi. Oh, that's right. He didn't show up when we asked him to come. Yeah. So we're now going to refer to Mo on this podcast as Frosted Flakes because he flakes out. Nice. So, there we go. Nice. I was going to call him Dandruff, but I thought that was mean because yeah, he doesn't weird. have hair. Yeah. He wouldn't get that either. No, he'd be so, like, so one more little side note about Chicago, uh, which was the fuck. I can't believe I forgot to mention this. So, mo- like, everybody bought coats and shit because we know we're going to cold Yeah, weather. I saw this. This motherfucker has a wolf coat yeah, I saw, with a I saw, wolf yeah. head on it. Yep. Half. I cannot tell you how many times we got stopped by people just because they want to take pictures with them. Yeah, you know what it's called? It's called peacocking. So, what you do is you wear something super outlandish that's not offensive, but, like, will pe- people will be like, oh, that's really neat. That way, women, hopefully, will come up and talk to you. Oh, all day. Yeah. Every bar we were at. Yeah. And he parlayed that into exactly what you think zero he... ass. What? But, you know, maybe he's no. just the, maybe he wasn't in that mindset. I'll give you, him the benefit you, of the doubt. You mean the Possum Prince couldn't close down the deal? <laughs> El Possum could not make it happen, <laughs> These are all inside jokes, guys. Yeah, we love you, Mo, but I couldn't believe that shit. Dude. Yeah, nah. Like, I've been out the, I've been married for 10 years. I've been out the game for a long time. Yeah. I, I could have parlayed that at least into a fat chick. <laughs> we... We're gonna cut that out. <laughs> no, we most certainly are not, dude. Controversy creates cash. Ask um Eric Bischoff. Yeah, absolutely. So welcome back. Yeah, awesome. That Everybody, welcome back. This was a great uh intro. We are going to jump right into it. We've got a lot of things to catch up on, especially things that happened this past week. If you guys have been here before, we're going we got a little segment. If you haven't been here before, actually. Honestly, if you haven't been here before, because if you've been here before, you know how we started off. I didn't think that through, but okay, good. If you're just joining us for the first time. If you're just joining us for the first time, we like to start every episode with something we like to call, Ah, Uh, the Atmosphere. Ah, Ah, the Atmosphere. Basically, what we do is we take a rundown of certain things that have happened during the week. And, you know, they come by really quick, especially nowadays with social media and news, 24-hour news cycle. And we like to touch on them before, you know, they kind of burn up in the atmosphere. La Piedra. Not Dwayne, but Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Chris Rock came out with a new stand-up. I guess you would call it a new stand-up episode, right? Like a new stand-up special on Netflix. Again, by the way. Sidebar, Netflix is killing it with these stand-up specials. I saw the Michael Che one. I saw the Dave Chappelle one. They've all been really good. I've watched I watched most of it. I think I fell asleep towards the end of the Chris Rock stand-up. Uh, Black, your thoughts? So I enjoyed it. I, I didn't think it was his funniest you know, special ever. I, to me, Bring the Pain is still the golden standard as far as Chris Rock specials go. What I thought was interesting about this, and I read this in a few places also, was... He kind of got in deeper into his personal life than he ever really had before. He talked about his divorce and how he was a shitty husband and how he's addicted to porn. And it's funny because we we're watching it and Ferry just kind of gave me the side eye. And I'm like, yeah, I like porn. You know, it's funny that you mentioned you fell asleep towards the end because most of these specials, as you know, like the big joke is always like how they close it. Yeah. 
So you kind of missed out on, on, on that bit, but it was all right. Not his best work, but it definitely made me laugh. Mm-hmm. The the whole bit about like the marriage thing and how sometimes you got to be the lead member of the band and sometimes you got to be the asshole playing the tambourine in the background. Uh, you know, it, it's it's true, dude. It's it, very relevant to, yeah. to to where you're at, yeah, to, to how you see it. Yeah, so I, I thought I thought it was good. You know, it wasn't it wasn't Louis C.K. Okay, we won't mention, but <laughs> I love Louis C.K. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't the last Chappelle. The last Chappelle was really funny. Oh, it was hilarious. So, uh, I was underwhelmed. Okay, underwhelmed by the whole thing. That seems gonna. I have a feeling that's gonna be a running theme today. Yeah, yeah. Like you love something, and I'm underwhelmed yeah. by it. Yeah. I was really under underwhelmed by the, the the whole thing. There was an epi- there was a joke in the beginning of the episode of the beginning of the special, and I just started thinking to myself, no, it just didn't work. Um, I think it was a joke about white people or something else, and I wasn't offended by the by by being white. I was just like, this isn't working. Like it's not it's not resonating with me. Like it was just kind of falling flat. Um, was it the bit about um having the- having to raise? Kids, Black yeah, sounds really rough or whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And I was, it was just weird. It didn't, it didn't really fit with me. Um, That's because you can't picture punching O in the face. Probably, yeah. yeah. But no, but one of the things, one of the other things that, that really got to me was his cadence, like the way. So stand up is very, it's you know, it's you and a mic, and just you've got to go out there with your stuff. Um, and to really sell a joke, you have to have a right cadence. Like you have to do the pauses correctly and everything else. Um, I think some of his cadences were just off for me. For me. And this is this is like me being super particular about it. Yeah, you're getting really inside baseball here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his cadence was off. Like um, that kind of Chris Rock, hey, like that, that, you know, where he does that face kind of twir- uh, twist and everything. Or when he like, how you doing? And where he smiles. And it's just, it didn't work for me. It, it felt super flat. I think it's probably because I've seen so many comics before that. Just do straight up comedy. It almost felt like he was trying to reach back into when he was uber popular and he was giraffe from Madagascar and everything else, and just kind of like bring that like to like the, the stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just didn't fit for me. Like, like look, case in point, Michael Che. Right? I won't do Dave Chappelle because that's not fair. Right? Dave Chappelle, guy's been doing it for many. Like just like Chris Rock. But I'll do Michael Che, who hasn't been doing it as long as Chris Rock. He's the host. He's the co-host Saturday, of Saturday Night, Night Live, Live, and he has a special on on Netflix, which, which was great. Yeah. It was really hilarious. His cadence is cool. I like to hear somebody just kind of converse. I just it, it's just one of those things where I it, I know it was very particular, but I found myself sitting there watching it, and I was just like, meh, this wasn't it wasn't for me. Yeah, I mean, he does that bit where he he kind of does that little yell like that, you know that 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 yeah. that's it right there, yeah. you know, like you do it much better than I did, but that's it. And it's it's just like and I, see it's funny though because when I watch uh-huh. Chris Rock I'm I that's what I'm looking for well that those led are me, the moments I'm waiting for because in in his prior ones those were the really funny bits. well that led me to this this kind of line of thinking was I first when I was watching that I was like damn how many times is he gonna say you know you know and then I realized maybe I just don't like Chris Rock stand up like maybe it's just not for me maybe and so. I think the only way to really judge that, though, is to go back and watch Bigger and Blacker. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I remember remember laughing at those. But for some reason, I don't know. It just just didn't hit with me. And look, I am by no means a stand-up connoisseur. Like, I I did it for a little bit, but I'm not that good. I still can't believe I never got to go see you. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. right. I I did two shows at the Improv, and that was it. And then I did a bunch at La Coacha. I didn't know that. Anyway, awesome. um, I thought you only. I thought I. I remember I heard you did it at like that place right there in front of Dade. 
Yeah, I did it there too. That well, there was a there was a one time there. I did something with a Grand Theft Auto joke that was just a kill. It killed. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Nice. Um, but anyway, it just it, that it just it felt flat to me. You know, I was like, ah, well, all right, all right. Well, Chris Rock, be funnier next time. Why guy didn't like you? Yeah. When we went to record last time, I got to your house. We started set up. We realized we're missing the cable, and you'd had your TV on pause, and you were watching. Altered Carbon. Yeah, man. Since we couldn't record, I sat down and watched the rest of the episode with you, and then we talked some shit and had sex, and I came home. Yeah. Maybe not the sex part. Sorry, Jacob. Yeah. This is going to be a long-running joke. I love it. <laughs> so so then I you know, I was watching Black Sails at the time. Okay. Pretty much finished it. I got towards like the end of the last season. Uh-huh. I didn't watch the last couple episodes, but your show had intrigued me, so I said, fuck it, I'm going to pick it up. I usually try not to do that like i usually try to finish one before starting another because now i still do have a few episodes of black sales pending and i'm about to start something else and then it's gonna be like a year and then yeah I'm of course to watch the whole fucking thing all over again <laughs> it's gonna drive me crazy i watched the show um now we both seen it what you think man so it wasn't perfect right like it's um and uh, I'm not going to judge it against Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like that, that's probably that's yeah, kind of like the standard. That, in all the reviews, but, that seems to be the automatic comparison. Yeah, but that, and that's not fair. That is not fair at all. It was a good show. I don't care. I don't care what people say. You it read was the a good book, show. The Alter Carbon? No, yeah. I, I haven't read it. But it was a good show and I liked it. I am very much, but I, I, I full disclosure, I also liked Blade Runner 2049. Or, oh, yeah. God. I still, I've started to watch that movie. Yeah several times well and cannot make it through the movie i like it a lot it was very high the altered carbon was very high end it was cool blade runner was trash compared to the show yeah and in the premise i thought was really freaking cool yeah so for if you haven't seen the show the basic premise is that humanity has found a way to digitally store their consciousness yes so you you store your consciousness onto this chip and then if your body gets damaged or dies as long as your chip is still intact they can transfer it into a new body the more money you have, the more state-of-the-art, higher-end body you can transfer into. You can keep your own if you have got enough money to clone yourself over and over. you know. And obviously, if you don't have that kind of money, there was this fucked-up shot where they put like this 9-year-old girl into this 60-year-old woman's body. And it was just kind of you know the classic story of haves and have-nots with a murder mystery wrapped into it. And this really, 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 really hot... Mexican chick, Colombian chick. I believe she's she plays Mexican on the show, but yeah. I don't know if she's Mexican or not. Yeah. Uh, might I say, as a uh, asterisk to that last statement, she's not more beautiful than our wives who don't listen to the show. But just in case, oh, fairy listens. Oh, okay. Yeah, fairy listens. Okay. And all right. No, she's she's up there. You should see. I wish you guys could see the look on the terror on his face right now. I'm so afraid. <laughs> Ruthann. Ruthann. I'm uh, so afraid. But yeah, the chick was really hot. And she was very pretty. The guy the, who played the main guy, Joel Kinnaman. Yep. He was in Suicide Squad. He was also in uh, House of Cards. He played Kevin Spacey. Well, House he played Cards. Kevin Spacey's, I guess, uh, the guy he was running against. Oh, he was in the Robocop reboot. Oh, he was Robocop. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was shitty in that. Yeah, no, no. Well, maybe the movie was just shitty. Maybe he wasn't shitty. Yeah. yeah, His character actually in this was very similar to his character in that. Yeah. Um, there were some there were some flaws in his character. The CG. Okay, that's you want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not. I mean, the thing is, it's tough to judge his character because he's playing. Like, there's times when he's playing different people. Like, same guys playing like two different people. And then 
three people are trying to play one character. Three actors are playing one character. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it, and yeah, I totally the get show. It. The show was crazy. The CGI was really impressive. Absolutely. The, the world building of the show was really awesome. It was really well done. My favorite character on the show was the AI hotel. That was so cool. Yeah, he was cool. And then he he goes off, and it, spoiler alert, he mercs all of the other AIs. Yeah, I was like, yeah, buddy. He was awesome. Uh, he kind of modeled himself after Edgar Allan Poe, and there was like a raven out the front yep. door. I don't know if you noticed this. I saw somebody point this out in an interview when you walk into his hotel, like where the raven was perched. The logo that was there was the seven pointed star from Game of Thrones. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fucking ah, crazy. Crazy. So uh, I thought that was a cool little twist, Neat. cool little like shout out. Interesting. But yeah. So it's it's a really kick-ass show. If you guys got some time, it was just the first season that came out. It you know it really gets into some deeper questions about should we live forever? Absolutely. What happens to humanity to your humanity as a person once you've lived three four hundred years? Because, yeah. You know that's a, that's a lot of boredom. It gets dark. It, and look, I'm gonna. I know I'm, I don't want to tie these two together, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to what you just said about world building. Remember when we talked? We talked about Bright. I don't know if that was on the episode that we trashed, but we talked about Bright, the Will Smith movie, and yeah, the orcs we, and everything. We, we we put it out, and but we didn't we didn't talk about that. We didn't uh, keep that segment. Okay, so we talked about Bright, and one of the things that I thought about Bright that I really liked was the world building that they did in that movie. You know, they built it with the, and the same thing with this movie. I love that they built this kind of crazy world. They set up the rules for it, and then they kind of moved on. And it was really cool. I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. There were some things that I'd hope they do. I hope they stay just on Earth. I think that when they got into the planetary, like jumping and jumping from sleeve to sleeve between planets, it got a little weird, but who knows? I don't know. Maybe if they write it well, it'll be great. But it was a cool ep- It was a cool show, and if you're into high-end sci-fi, this is going to be something you're going to want to watch. Yep, concur. All right, so next on the agenda... Is um ding, 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 ding. so you've been watching a lot lately? Yeah, man. Recently, I've Things I don't know flipped. You've been watching more than I have, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will tell you this: that I, what happens is is that I will start watching when it comes on at eight o'clock, and I'll probably get like an hour in, and then I fall asleep, and then the next day when I'm on the train going to work or something, I'll watch it on Hulu and I'll catch up. What's really cool is that Hulu kind of cuts out commercials. I also found out that they cut out fucking matches. Yeah. Like shitty matches though. They'll like, cut out matches, sometimes promos, entrances. Yeah. See, I don't I don't like watching it on Hulu. Yeah. I if I'm gonna watch it, I want the WWE network. The, well no, what I mean is if I'm gonna watch it, I want the full yeah. thing. I yeah, wanna yeah, see yeah. the entrances because not that the commentary's been fucking great lately, but yeah. Sometimes the commentary during the entrances or whatever helps set up the story. Yeah. Things like that. So, you know, I, I like to watch the whole thing if I'm going to watch it. But lately, I've been slacking. Yeah, no. I've, I've been, only been keeping up with NXT. NXT's great, too. But I've been I've watched it. It was all right. Uh, like, I watch it on Hulu, and I feel like I don't miss much. Okay. You know what I mean? Fair enough. The WWE has been killing it in ratings recently, apparently. And, and the stock market. And the stock market. They are... Um, they I think they posted like a $50 million profit last from last year q4 yeah yeah it was freaking crazy like great for them uh this week actually tomorrow is elimination chamber where you've got seven guys for the first time you've got finn seth braun uh rollins cena you said seth already oh sorry reigns cena miz and elias all in one elimination i cannot believe yeah. How high Elias is climbing on the car. He's got a rocket on his back, bro. I'm going to tell you right now. If that schmuck 
who I like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if that schmuck wins a world title before Cesaro does, I quit wrestling. Do, are, do you not do you not walk with Elias? No. Oh, okay. I, yeah, sure. We'll walk to the IC belt. Okay. All right. We'll walk to the US title. Okay. Do you get a world title before Cesaro does? I'm going to be really upset. Well, recently he took a fucking cello to the back from Braun, Braun Strowman, yes. which was a hilarious little bit that they That's did. Funny. It was great. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, so Elimination Chamber's coming up tomorrow. Quick picks, I think it's going to be Reigns, just because that's who I think is going to win. Because he's going to go fight Brock at WrestleMania. Oh, God. It's going to happen, man. If that if that happens, I, I don't know that I'll give a shit about Mania. I don't know that they can set up any kind of undercard matches that yeah. will make me... You, already, you realize that it's going to be AJ Nakamura at WrestleMania also. That's fine. And, that the big... and, and don't get me wrong, I'm... Super amped about that. Yeah. But if they're going to keep trying to retread this same Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar story mm-hmm. over and over. I mean, it's... I think it's just a way to get to get the the belt off of Brock, honestly. And who are you going to give it to? Like, Strowman. honestly... Strowman! <laughs> You've been building him up to be this monster Listen, forever. Strowman's hot but right now. flipped over but in a, a building or in, some in, shit. Uh, he flipped over an 18-wheeler. In the last six months, Strowman has had... Shots at the title, and he hasn't gotten right. So, what what will be the point of keeping it off of him unless the point is to crown him at Mania? I don't know. I mean, listen. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow. Fuck yeah. it, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll you know see. what I mean? You want to get into some some serious stuff? Yeah, we can. Let's start off with LeBron James and Laura Ingram. He needs to shut up and just dribble his balls. What he needs to do? I don't believe that. I'm not a LeBron James fan. I never okay. have been. Okay. Especially when he spurned the Knicks to come to the Heat, of course. That ended any potential fandom I was ever going to have for LeBron James. I will say, however, that I do respect the fuck out of the fact that he's never shied away from addressing social issues. Absolutely. He is aware and he is he does have a very powerful voice and he's very popular and he gives a shit. So... I, I applaud him for that. You know, they were... Well, I think it was doing like some kind of ride-along show with him, Kevin Durant, and Kerry Champion. Yes. They started talking about Trump and shit like that. And I have a little bit for that here. The number one job in America, the point of person, is someone who doesn't understand the people. And really don't give a fuck about the people. So like our team as a, as a country is not ran by a great coach. And then later on, this talking head from Fox News, she said your what you said a little while ago, which was you he should just, just shut up, up and, and dribble. dribble. Yeah. We're gonna create a new banner. This is a jump dock alert. Dun, 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 dun. Must they run their mouths like that? So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said, shut up and dribble. And I've seen a lot of commentary on whether or not that's racist, or is it racist, or is it not racist. Obviously, my default setting is that everybody on Fox News, except for Shep Smith, is a racist bastard. Just because you're so used to hearing this shit come out of their mouths. And it's going to get worse as we're going to talk about the next topic later. I'm not going to automatically assume that her comment was racist. I will say, though, that it was, at the very least, unfair. Because she's had... She's, she's made that comment about other people in the past, right? Shut up and sing, shut up and whatever. This yeah. is not new so material it, it's, for her. It's like her joke. It's like her, not her joke, but it's like her thing to do. Like this is her, this is her big thing. Like right. She tells people, shut up and go do this. Yeah, because their opinions don't align with her own. Not to mention, she had Chuck fucking Norris on her show, <laughs> who we all worshipped for a very long time, basically because of the, sh- you know, those the shirts memes, yeah. that were like the original memes. 
right? But he's a fucking uber old school conservative white guy. So because she agrees with him, he he doesn't have to shut up and kick. So why does LeBron have to shut up and dribble? I thought that I thought it was ignorant, and I thought it was in poor taste. Whether it's racist or not, I mean, I guess that's up to the individual observer. But you know, I don't think she's got the right to decide who gets to have an opinion on anything and who doesn't. They love talking about their Second Amendment. Well, there's one before that, and Homeboy's got freedom of speech, and he exercised it, and she should, you know, she wants to comment on it by all means. But saying that he's not worthy or he's not capable of commenting or expressing his opinion is shitty. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, she's allowed to say what she wants to say, but um, making a judgment on him and invalidating what he said is just because of his education or whatever is just not, it's not fair. It's not right. And it's journalistically, it's, it's, well, she's not a journalist. Oh no. They're that, those networks, neither Fox news nor MSNBC are journalism are, they're not reporters. That's propaganda. For both sides. Yeah. MSNBC is the propaganda for the left and Fox News is the propaganda for the right. And that's what it is. And when you watch that, you got to kind of take that at a grain of salt. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck CNN is. I know they're trying to be journalists and sometimes they succeed and sometimes they don't. But what do you think of his response? Did you see it? Did you hear it? I watched his response. Yeah, I saw it. And because I hadn't seen her initial comment until I watched his response and I saw her initial comment. Um, His initial response was very dismissive and as it should be dude this is lebron james like he doesn't need to be bothered with this woman like he doesn't need to be bothered with anybody at that level he's got bajillions of dollars he can do whatever the fuck he wants you know he could buy her soul if he's so pleased you know so i mean honestly um i look at it this way you it's like dealing with children. You don't want to get into a power struggle with kids because nobody ever wins in a power struggle. No, I'm better. No, I'm better. No, I'm better. You just say, all right, fine. Like, if that's the way you believe, that's the way you believe. Keep behaving that way, and eventually something's going to come around and get you, you know? So that's all the atmosphere. Ah. Um, now we're going to move on to, you know, if again, if you haven't been with the show before, we have a couple of additional segments that we like to do. One is where we kind of dive into a more serious topic. You know, we spend quite a bit of time on it and, and really hash it out. And uh, it's called AP Class. So. We are in Florida. We are in Florida. It's kind of it's kind of a touchy subject. Like, it, it sucks. We are located probably like 45 minutes south of Parkland, which is, as you know, unless you've been living under a rock, was devastated last week by a school shooting. A young man had a AR-15, and he went into his school, and he shot and killed uh, 17 people. Well, he's no longer a student at the school. Well, he wasn't a student, yeah. But he went in there, and he shot and killed 17 people. It was horrific. My mother-in-law lives like 15 minutes away from that place. Yeah. Yeah. It was... It was one of those things, and I'll be very honest, where you sit back and when you see school shootings like at Virginia Tech and Sandy Hook and everything else, or in California, and you go, oh, that's, that's not here. You know, that, that hasn't happened here. It's not going to happen here. And then it happens here, right? Our news covered it like they would a hurricane. People were, they were on air for three days straight, basically, just covering it. It was devastating. Watching the faces of the parents... Being a parent now is it's very 
surreal to drop our kids off at school every day and just think, oh, man, I hope nothing goes wrong. Like, you think, oh, man, I hope my kid doesn't act like a jerk in school and, you know, cuss out somebody or, you know, punch a kid or get into a fight. But you never think about, oh, I hope my kid doesn't get shot by an assault rifle. How did C's take it? He asked what happened. My eight-year-old asked what happened. He said, oh, he, he had a very weird view on it. He said, oh, well, we should move to Knoxville because they know how to use guns there. Oh, shit. And I said, oh, oh, okay. Uh, I was like, hmm, that's a very interesting take. More or less, he, geez, I mean, I don't know that he's wrong, right or wrong, but I, I understand where he's coming from on the situation. In Knoxville, guns are more prevalent. They have them all around, you know. So I guess he would just thought, oh, yeah, these guys know how to use them. They know how not to have these things happen. Um, after that, he just didn't care. He was very much, he was very much just like, all right, whatever, you know, let's keep moving. Which kind of made me sad that he was like that. So Jelly was freaked out. Really? You know, Lily, whatever. Lily's oblivious to these things. Lily is basically, uh-huh. I don't know, Iron Man. She's made. She thinks she's made of vibranium, but Jelly was really freaked out, and uh, and you know we've had a lot of conversations about why shit like this happens. Yeah, which is tough. I lost my shit when I read. You know, I came across one of these things where the the, the story about this kid who told her parents that she had to get new shoes. Did you see that? No. So she had some Skechers light up shoes. So she came home freaked out, crying from school, and she's like, I got to get new shoes, I got to get new shoes. And I'm like, what's wrong with your shoes? Were the kids making fun of you? And they're like, no. The kid's like, no, but my shoes light up, and we were doing the active shooter drills, and I realized that if my shoes lit up while this guy was going around, while someone was going around with a gun, they'd find me. And, like, that's some fucking heads-up thinking by, like, this nine-year-old kid, but it's a nine-year-old kid that's, who that shouldn't, have, to shouldn't have, not like, these kind of problems yeah. entering their head. Absolutely. Um... We're obviously not going to solve the problem Absolutely. here. And you, it, it will, I, here's the other thing. I don't think solving the problem takes, it's, it, it's very difficult in a way because what you need to do is you need to step back, way back, and look at the big, big picture. It's not just one thing or the other. It's Correct. not a, it's not a, oh, you've got to get rid of these guns or, oh, you got to do, no, you've, it's, it is a huge thing. You have to reorganize a culture around guns right. and it's not easy you know so but what i kind of want to do is kind of hit multiple angles of of the story and and kind of burn through each you know each one of these angles so i guess we'll start with that one so the the narrative has been you know immediately was we need to ban ar-15s we need to ban all guns. Yeah, Australia doesn't have guns. You know, and they don't have these anymore. And yeah. there's something to that. As we, as people who listen to the show, and as you know, I consider myself to be pretty liberal. But I am a gun owner. Yeah. I don't think the solution is to take away... All the guns. Everyone's yeah. guns. Yeah. And yeah. this is why. We live in a country that was founded via a violent overthrow of our government. And the violent oppression of a, of, a, of a whole race of people. Well, yeah, that too. But... It's a tease for our second subject. <laughs> but it was armed citizens, armed militia, stood up and overthrew the 
reigning government to create the government that is now this country was to say that might not need to happen again. Absolutely. And if the only ones with guns are cops and the military, well, then we won't have that ability. Okay. So I don't think taking everybody's guns away are a problem. We have talked about this on previous episode. I think there are steps they can take, but, you know, get rid of, getting rid of the gun show loophole, getting rid of the private sales loophole, having a federal database where, you you know, if you want to go, I think, if you want to go purchase a firearm, if you go into a store or wherever you're going to go purchase it, there should be a mandatory waiting period. I don't know if you want to make it two weeks or a month or whatever the case may be, and there should be a, sta- a local, state, and federal background check run because the the one that gets run right now, if you go into a shop, it goes goes through Aphis and it's like B B B B. No, he hasn't killed nobody. All right, sell him the gun. You know, so I think there should be. I mean, the the background check for me to get into my job took like two weeks. So I don't see why this shouldn't require something at least along those same lines. Would that prevent any? Would that prevent all of these? No, absolutely not. No. But the argument that because it won't prevent all of them, we shouldn't do it pisses me off. It's also dumb. Because in that case, we should not have laws preventing anything. Because they don't prevent anything 100%. Exactly. We have laws against drugs. People overdose and die and sell drugs and buy drugs. And may or maybe not, someone might be doing drugs in this very room. Maybe. Or not. Not. Murder is illegal. Absolutely. punishable by life in prison. Unless you murder that puss. People. And people kill people all the time. So it's a deterrent. So let's say what I'd love to ask these people one day is like, all right, so you don't think we should make it harder for people to get guns because you don't think it's going to work to prevent all of them. But what if it prevented this one? Yeah. And 17 people were alive now that aren't. Wouldn't that have been worth it? Like, what's the number? How many people does a new law have to save before it becomes worth it? To the inconvenience of everybody else, dude. I mean, I I think everyone thought that it was that, that there was going to be change after Sandy Hook, but you know, those oh, were no. fucking first Listen, graders. When a bunch of little white kids died and nobody did anything, I knew this was a dead subject. Yeah, after after, after last week, I was just like, everyone was like, "Oh, we need change." Like, you're not getting change. Good luck. But that brings us to point two. These kids are not fucking around no they're not and they're not first graders no they're not and this little chick emma gonzalez is a bad little yeah she's a bad little shut your mouth you know what i'm saying and then that other two that other kid too well we'll get to him okay so kids are going to hang on everybody which is awesome i thought it took a lot of nerve a lot of balls to go on national television in a town hall on cnn and start having these conversations face to face with people some of the media coverage about this shit, like I guess this kind of ties into to the rest of it is, you know, you have this shit now where there there was one kid that came out and said, CNN gave me scripted questions and I didn't want to ask scripted questions, so I didn't go on. So now they're jumping on that saying, you see, it's fake news and blah, 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 whatever. Then you got that other kid that we're, you were mentioning that they have him. They're saying he's a crisis actor and all this shit. So, Which, by the way, he's not, okay? No. I'm going to clear that up. Okay, go ahead. He, give me that. He lived in California for a really long time, and then he moved over to Fort Lauderdale, or Broward, right? What happened? He was in California last year with his buddies hanging out, and they were on the beach, and they put their boogie board on top of a garbage can, and the lifeguard came over and started berating them and just started yelling at them to get off my beach. You don't know this place, blah, blah. And so he started recording it. It went viral. The news station came out and talked to him. 
So that little photo of him standing on a California beach isn't him after a crisis. It's him after a legitimate news story that he recorded. Well, it wasn't really legitimate. But anyway, yeah, after some, he recorded. Some bullshit that happened. Yeah, some bullshit that he was over there. And dude, I know we're probably going to get into this. But because of that, this kid and his family are getting death threats. That's Like, yeah. yo, this kid just survived a shooting. And now you have people in this country who are threatening to kill him. Yeah, so that's kind of like the thing, right? Is the response that we've gotten to the kids and to the incident from the other side of this are absurd. You mentioned these death threats. the Just the criticism in general that they're fake actors, right? There's this heartbreaking fucking video. This one little girl that you can see her with like the black eye and she's injured as fuck. Yeah, 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 I saw. You know, it's like, I don't understand how you... Any human being can have this incredible lack of empathy. It's the internet. I'm telling you that right now. I'm t- like I started. I started thinking about it too, right? So, and and when I start when I started seeing the stories of these kids being threatened and their their lives being threatened after the shooting, I started thinking to myself long and hard. What the fuck is going on with this country? Like, and not just this country. Like, what the fuck is going on with individuals? Right? Why would you do this? These kids just survived this traumatic event and then you're going through and going yeah you're fake and i'm gonna kill you no man no 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 no. the only way that they're getting to these kids is through twitter and instagram and everything else yeah but they're fucking with the wrong marines and that shit dude because these kids have been doing that shit forever they don't give a fuck about twitter trolls they're 17 they've lived with twitter like that shit might affect us because we're older and we don't know how to we're not as equipped to handle that but they're like, all right, dude, you know, they're LOLing him to death. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. I, I thought, I think the responses have been, have been to all this shit have been awesome. Yeah, I do. Um, I honestly do. I honestly think they're responsive. And if you want to talk about change, essentially, whether whether or not Rick Scott had thought about doing all of that stuff before, which I don't think he did, and whether or not Trump really believed in, in the age limits and everything else, I mean, they've said that they're going to work on it. And work on it and get it done. So... So then we were talking about like the problem and the solutions and, and the response from the from the right or whatever you want to call it. I hate that shit. The left and the right pisses me off. But anyway, what do you think of this proposed solution about, hey, you know it would be an awesome idea? Let's give teachers guns. Nope. It's a dumb idea unless the teacher knows. No, no, no. And not all teachers. I'm not painting everyone with the same brush. But unless the teacher, and mind you, I know a lot of teachers. Most of them, I mean, I went, like, my son's school has a bunch of teachers that I know. I went drinking with. I know them from college. I don't want those people to have guns. No. But, but, on the other hand, if there is a teacher, male or female, let's not get sexist, who maybe had a military background or maybe went through some of the same tra- same same trainings as sheriffs and people of that nature and they were responsible enough with guns maybe but my big takeaway from all of this is if the teachers can't stop fucking the students i don't think we should give them guns yeah i don't give a shit if they resurrected the dude from american sniper and had him teach every class ever no no fucking teacher should own a gun should have a gun in a classroom Here's the number one reason why. You and I are parents. Yes. How many times have we sent each other a message? Bro, these fucking kids are driving me crazy. I've only got three of them. 
you've only got two of them. Yeah. They've got 30. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. What happens if one day one of these shitbags decides, you know what? Fuck these little bastard kids. And they start emptying clips into our kids. Nope. No thanks. Absolutely not. I told my wife immediately when that shit started, when we started talking about it, any school that would, pro- you know, propose that, I would pull my kid out of that school. And if there was no schools left, then I guess I'm homeschooling, homeschooling my kid. Them? Yeah. I, there is absolutely no way. No way I would approve something. I don't give a shit if you're fucking, dude, I don't, I, Rambo. Okay. All right, all right. I'm just saying, man. It, no, 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 no. I, I didn't think I didn't think it was a good idea either. But okay, that shit is. And and the thing, the beauty of it is, is they keep saying, "Oh, we're gonna give them bonuses and we're gonna give them special training." Who's yeah, gonna, right, bro. Who's gonna pay for that training? Every day I get a fucking letter in the mail. Hey, I need I need more school supplies. I need pencils. I need. You know paper. what? I haven't gotten that yet. It, you, we usually get it after the half year, but we haven't gotten the extra unless my wife took care of it, which she probably did. But we get that shit all the time. Oh man. Or fine, let's take away the school supplies for a minute. But every time there's a new field day, you got to buy a new shirt. Yeah. The other day I got a letter home because Jelly was wearing the wrong color green on her uniform shirt. It's the wrong shade of green. We don't wear that one no more. You got to wear You got to buy new shirts. Get the fuck out of here. Swear to God. Okay. So if you can't even fucking pay for your own school because at yeah. the beginning of the yeah, year, yeah, 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 yeah. you're still loading them up with shit. Yep. You're going to pay them extra to have guns? Nah. I don't think so. No. Like, Jelly's teacher? Like, that's not happening. Yeah, no, 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 no. So, it's it's an absurd... It, the, on, the only reason why anybody would propose that is because... They want to sell more guns? They get some more guns? Which then ties us into Rubio. Yeah, so that kid had huge ball. Listen, first and foremost, I want to say this. I, whether or not you stand behind Rubio or you believe in his beliefs, you thought he's a jerk and all that stuff, it took Cajones to walk into that room. Like, he knew exactly what he was walking into. And it took really big cojones. And he was just like, yo, listen, yeah. I'm especially gonna walk- especially to face up, like, under this type of scrutiny. I, I need to ask two things of you. Number one, Chris Grady, can you stand up? This is my friend who's going to the military. I need you to tell him that he's going to live to make it to serve our country. This isn't about red and blue. We can't boo people because they're Democrats and boo people because they're Republicans. Anyone who's willing to show change, no matter where they're from, anybody who's willing to start to make a difference is somebody we need on our side here. And this is about people who are for making a difference to save us and people who are against it and prefer money. So, Senator Rubio, can you tell me right now that you will not accept a single donation from the NRA in the future? I was like, yo, what the fuck? This kid is not fucking around. And Rubio was just like, uh, yeah, I mean, I want all of you to make it. So you want to hear my cynical response? What my cynical response would have been was, well, son, statistically, school shootings don't happen in the same school twice. So he probably will if he's going to Marjorie Stone. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. And then you had the, the second question, which was the NRA question. Yeah. Which he didn't. Which his answer ultimately was hell no. Well, yeah, his answer ultimately was, "I'm gonna accept money from anybody who supports my agenda," which was an evasion, of course. It's, but here, if you if you know Rubio, like, and you you've heard him, that's who he is. Like when it came to gay gay uh, to gay rights to uh, same same sex marriages, <clears throat> excuse me, his response back then was, 
I will do exactly what the Constitution and what the Supreme Court. And at the time, it wasn't legal. So everyone's like, oh, you hate gay marriage. When that's really not the case. Like, he has gay. I know people who are gay who know Marco Rubio. And he's okay with them. Like, it's just, it's he's he's very bad sometimes at getting his point across. Or he's really good at getting his point, like, evading the question which could be it and that's all he said what he what he was trying to what he was trying to tell them was listen they donate to me because they believe in my agenda and in there in the yelling and back and forth at some point he says they do not pay to influence me which none of us believe right you don't give three million dollars to somebody and be like all right cool thanks it would have been great in a perfect world it would have been great for him to say yeah no i've already called them and i said i'm not going to accept any of their money Unfortunately, he represents the whole state, and we were in the bottom three counties, or bottom four counties, which is the basic liberal stronghold of the state. Everywhere else you go, it's gun-toting, red, white, and blue-bleeding Americans. Yeah. And you say you hate the NRA, they're going to hate you. And remember, he's got an election coming up, so... No, I feel you. And and so I had a mixed reaction to, to Rubio. I'm watching him, right? I, I had the first initial thought. I was like, yeah, this guy's got balls for showing up to this because a lot of people didn't. Then I'm watching him get peppered with these questions that were, to use the kid's term, savage as fuck, right? Yeah. I found myself starting to feel bad for him a little bit because I can understand the position he's in, or at least I could at the moment. He is essentially bought and paid for by anybody who donates big money to him. Yeah. Right? And he's bought and paid for so that he can, you know, maintain his job which is being a senator or you and i are both in our management positions where we sometimes have to uphold a company policy even though maybe as a person you don't think it's the right thing to do for either the customer or the employee that you're dealing with okay right like i i face that almost daily okay you know i have to do it and i don't take the moral high ground because this place pays my fucking salary yes okay but then i remembered that I'm not an elected official. Yes. Whose job it is to represent the people. Yes. I am an employee of a company whose job it is to represent, represent the, the company. company. Absolutely. His job is not to represent Charles and David Koch, no matter how much money they give him. His job is not to represent the NRA, no matter how much money they give him. His job is to represent the people who elected him. And the people who elected him, 17 of their children slash parents just got murdered. Him continuing to go down the path is not being representative of those people. It's being representative of the smaller percentage who are just giving them this money. Absolutely. So at that point, I stopped feeling bad for him because you know what, dude? Fuck you. Sack up. You're already there, right? And how many constituents you might lose is how many more you might gain on the flip side if he would have stood up and said, you know what? Yeah, I, from this moment on, I won't take any more money from the NRA. How many people does he flip? I mean, it's not an insignificant number, I'd bet. So, I, I don't know. I thought, I, I, I've thought before, and after, the, after I kind of, you know, digested all of it, okay, so he's a coward. Pause. Your thing about the flipping of the people, right? I was thinking through, I was thinking through and I'm going through the dynamics. So, he might flip some people. Most of those people will be Democrats, Right. So when he runs for state senator again in the primaries, he won't get out of the primary because the Democrats don't vote in the primary. You can't. If you're a registered Democrat, you right. cannot vote for the Republican Party. So he won't get out of the Republican. Well, you're, you're assuming that every Republican, every single one, is going to vote on that side of that issue. Yeah. No, 
And I would assume in this state that most Republicans would vote with the NRA and not against the NRA. Okay. And if he were to have flipped and said, no, I'm not going to take any more money from the NRA, he would have – the Democrats would have loved him. The other side would have been like, yeah, great. Yeah, we're, we're behind you, Marco Rubio. And then it would have meant shit because he wouldn't have gotten out of the primaries and he would have just gotten murked. So how, what percentage of, of of the votes that he gets that puts him over every time he runs up for a re-election uh-huh. do you think comes from the Cuban-American population down here in Miami? 100. A hun- not 100% of their votes, but <clears throat> a fat chunk. Oh, I thought you meant what percentage of the Cuban-American people. No, yeah. So a nice chunk. I mean, it's not a lot, though. It's not a lot. I mean, we could pull it up because when he ran, he ran against um, a Democrat. Because some Cubans, they ain't in the NRA, my dude. I don't know, man. You no. sure? I, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, they may got all kinds of guns, but membership in the NRA... is I, not one of them? Yeah, they... <laughs> I, I mean, my wife's parent, my wife's dad is... A Cuban that votes Republican doesn't matter if Adolf himself was running on the ticket. He's voting Republican. Okay, he's he's the guy's not a he's not a member of the NRA, and I, I would say that's pretty typical, especially of the older Cu- yeah. generation Cubans. Maybe our generation and maybe a little older. Yeah, but the Wajitos. You don't think yeah. the Wajitos? No. Okay, no. all right. Papa is not like you know somebody's Papa is not in fucking okay. right. in the right. NRA. But right. I get your I get your overall point, and you know. Maybe you're right. Maybe he had to maintain his position because he's up for re-election or whatever. But my point still stands that it's an election. It's yeah. not a. It's not a, a a sponsorship. I mean, we we. It I, is okay. Yeah, it is. Right. So, do you want to talk about somebody else who was on that panel, <laughs> bro? Let's talk about the smoke show that was the NRA representative. So, I don't know if you remember. On one of the show sheets, when we're doing it on the on the Google Docs thing, I put her name down. Uh-huh. There was two names I'd written down that I wanted to do like profiles on, and we never got around to. Okay, this was one of them. Okay, this lady is Satan. Um, so no, no, no. So you guys know some inside baseball here. Usually, what I do is we'll record the show and then I'll go back in and I'll load the audio. The audio, yeah, yeah, yeah. After okay. so. I'll either have told half about it or I wouldn't have told them about it and I'll just fit in wherever I think it fits in best. <laughs> but I'm going to stop right here. We're going to run a To a play him ship. this shit because I need him to hear this shit before we, go, before we keep going. Many in legacy media love mass shootings. You guys love it. Now, I'm not saying that you love the tragedy. But I am saying that you love the ratings. Crying white mothers are ratings gold to you and many in the legacy media in the back. And notice I said crying white mothers because there are thousands of grieving black mothers in Chicago every weekend and you don't see town halls for them, do you? I heard it already. I'd watched it. I will tell you this. Legacy media is going to be the new the new catchphrase. It's no longer going to be the mainstream, mainstream media. media. It's going to be the legacy media. Interesting. The media that's been around for decades and that's trying to hold on to their stronghold. Okay. You, it's very weird because you can stand back. You can see how she's placing everything, right? You can see what she's doing. Legacy media, legacy. That means, okay, that's your new verbiage. That's what, that's what going forward Fox News is going to start calling CNN. It's not going to be fake media. It's going to be legacy media. 
old, outdated, old-fashioned. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. She, she wants the branding. To, yeah, she wants to brand it as old, outdated, old-fashioned. She's a nice package, right? She's a, she's, she's a pretty good-looking woman. Like, she... It's easier for... so She's easy on the eyes, so sure. Here's what I not. want to tell you guys. I, I... Years ago, years ago, I fell in love with Aaron Eckhart in Thank You for Smoking, right? Great movie. He played a lobbyist and spoke, spokesperson for Big, Big tobacco. tobacco. If you watch that movie and then see her, it is the same thing, right? It is the, it's absolutely the same thing. Yeah, she's I mean, she's great at what she does, absolutely. which is being an evil devil spawn. Well, remember, history is written by the winners. So whoever wins out on all of this Will get to judge whether she was evil or not. She's absolutely a hundred percent. Absolutely, I I might not win anything, mm-hmm. but the fact that she went on television mm-hmm. or not television or wherever she, she went to CPAC, yeah, she went to CPAC, and she was recorded, so it's on television, and said that legacy media loves crying white, white mothers, women. yeah, that that's why they love mass shootings, is the single most fucked up thing I've heard somebody say in a decade. To say that people are actively rooting for this type of event so that there can be ratings can go up. ratings or whatever is, dude, you don't, like, if you had a talking dog, you're going to get ratings too, my dude. The, the solution isn't, hey, let's kill a bunch of, let's hope a bunch of kids get killed. It's so fucked up. And then, of course, crying white mother. And then she makes the point after, she's like, oh, because there's tons of, you know, thousands of Black mothers in... In Chicago. I... This lady sucks, dude. This lady is... Now, I am not solely excusing or defending how any news outlet has covered the story. Uh I think that there are elements to all of it that might, you know, might lend themselves to questioning. Okay. I got an interesting message a little while ago, you know, a few hours ago from my buddy Fredo. Okay. And he sent me a string of tweets by, by some dude... John Bouchel or whatever, okay. who claims to have been, who had worked at the school and he was former military or whatever. So he launched into like this whole conspiracy theory about how Secret Service had been at that school weeks ago doing some kind of training program or whatever uh-huh. and how they planted kids, how CNN had kids planted there to feed the narrative immediately after the, after the incident happened. Like it went deep, right? And Fredo, I love the dude. Yankee fan, old school hip hop fan, we we see eye to eye on a lot of things. We haven't gotten very deep into the politics conversations because I sense very early on that that's where kind of our paths divulged. <laughs> and in the interest of preserving a friendship that that was new, and I I you wanted to to nurture. I wanted to nurture. I've avoided it. Okay. I my goal is now to have him on the show soon. So that we can just go fucking at it. Because yeah. I think now we're at the point where we can do that. Yeah. So he sent me the message. He's like, you know, I respect you. I respect the fact that you're a father and that you're you're not, you know, super close-minded. So I, I don't think you'll dismiss this offhand. And I haven't responded to him because I wanted to wait, you know, and do it this way. And, not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure if he listens to the show or not. But I don't dismiss anything offhand. I wouldn't. And, I, and I've said crazy shit like this on the show. Like, I wouldn't put it. Pa- I wouldn't put past anybody to do anything that might be kind of conspiratorial, right? Like, Absolutely. You know, but what I will say, what I question is, why is it that this John, whatever his name is, and one of the tweets is, he says, 
Uh, in my utterly and completely qualified opinion, right? That's how he started that tweet. like a string of tweets. Why do we automatically buy into his qualifications versus the qualifications of the people who are saying... Because he also was lending credence into the, the kid being a crisis actor. So, you know, why is it that his opinion automatically is believed and given that kind of credibility and not someone else's and not like the news outlets who've come out and said, no, we did our homework. He is a student registered at that school. Yeah. He's not an actor, so on and so forth. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was talking to the kids about this earlier today and it's like, people tend to just latch on to the information that suits their narrative. I mean, it's not a new, yeah, it's human nature concept. And I think that might be a little bit of what's going on here with Fredo. He's a conservative dude, right? Yeah. It's, it's gotten so contentious lately like all of this division between what what side of the fucking aisle you're on that people get defensive. So I don't, I'm not saying that the dude is an outright kook. Once I saw that qualification as my utterly qualified opinion, like at that point I was like, okay. And then when I read later on and I saw him defending the crisis actor thing, then he really lost me. I'm not saying it's not possible that there might be some shenanigans going on because I think there's shenanigans in everything. You know, that's what wrestling has done to us. Yeah, <laughs> to me, absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Everything, everything is a work. work. Yeah, a hundred percent. Everything is a work. Yeah, you know. But this should happen to these people for real. Yeah, and whether or not it's a work by the powers that be, which I don't know when that phrase became powers to be. It's powers that be, and it drives me fucking nuts every time someone says it wrong. Yeah, I wonder who 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 was in that position. The powers to be, powers that be, powers to be. Yeah. Yeah, no. It drives me nuts. But anyway, <laughs> whenever, like, that might be the case that there there's some grander scheme going on here. Yeah. But these kids had to witness their classmates get shot and their anger and their fury and their sentiment is real. And I want to respect that. Yeah, absolutely. So I am not going to put myself in a position where I'm going to question that. Do you want to question the adults? Fine. But I, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm going to question that. And that's kind of my response to, to, to that in general. I have – it's a great response. And I, I align with a lot of it. I try to understand human behavior. Uh, in, the, in the area that I work, not specifically the area that I work, but in the, in the, in the types of individuals that I encounter through my work, you encounter a lot of people who are um, mentally unstable and they can look absolutely normal. But when they start talking, it is bananas out of their mouth. I have found that individuals who might be a little mentally unstable or individuals who find the world really scary really believe these conspiracy theories. Because what it means to them is it gives them an excuse or it gives them a reasoning for the action that isn't just that humans are shitty. It is a reasoning for the action. Oh, America did it. USA did it. We were behind it the 9-11, the Sandy Hook. Like, there are people who believe that Sandy Hook was a hoax. Yeah. It's just like, come on, man. Well, I was, I was not going to lie. I was a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. Oh, so was I. Everything, I think everybody was at one time. Loose Every, change fucked up my life. Yeah, loose so. change really messed up my yeah. life, too. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Yes, you're absolutely right that we are getting all of our information from news outlets. But when these things happen, what I like to do sometimes is go to the different ones. Like, I'll watch Fox News. I'll watch MSNBC. Oh, yeah. I'll watch CNN. Absolutely. And yeah. if, they're, if they're all reporting that 70 people, 17 people were shot and killed by this person, then, yeah, that really fucking happened. Right. So, perfect. 
that that's kind of like my baseline, right? Yeah. The these are the facts of the case, and they are undisputed. Yeah. The great line from Kevin Bacon and a few good men. Seventeen people got shot and killed. Yep. Seventeen of those people were shot and killed by a guy by a nineteen year old kid wielding uh-huh. an AR fifteen. Absolutely. Those facts are not questioned. Uh huh. Now, who put them up to it, and all the rest of this shit? You, we can talk about that all day. It doesn't change the fact that a nineteen year old kid got his hands on a, on an assault rifle. Yeah. That we can debate on whether or not it should have been around, should be on the market to begin with. But he got his hands on it. He went into the school. He shot up a bunch of kids and a couple of teachers. Oh, another thing that same guy that John whatever guy posted was that the teacher, the PE coach who got killed, he's a he was a Trump supporter and he was an NRA member and that should automatically make you question the narrative because he went and he died trying to save a bunch of kids and this and that and the other. That drives me nuts because it's like we have limited people now to just their political people can be more than one thing. He, the guy could have been a Trump supporter and a racist bastard and still at that moment said, you know what? He, Kids are going to die. I he, was, he, was bra- he was braver than the, than the person that was, that was supposed to be there with a gun to right. protect these kids. He could be a Trump supporter and not a racist bastard yeah. and still say, you know what? Holy shit, kids are getting shot. Like, yeah. you, I know, people I can know be Trump, more than one thing. Yeah, I know Trump supporters who aren't racist, and I think it's fucking insane. It just dr- keeps driving a wedge that we automatically assume, oh, you wear a red hat, you're a racist. Because on it, let's be honest, we all saw the U.S. curling team wear those red hats with the U.S. flag on them. And I love them and I want it, but I can't buy a red hat with a U.S. flag on it because people are going to think that I'm a Trump supporter. And that makes me sad. So um, back to the more serious subject. Yeah, so... Last, last but not least, let's go over Rick Scott. So Robo Rick, which is what he's called because when he gets off script, he is really... He's, he, he just doesn't know what to do. So he likes staying on script. Robo Rick came out this week and laid down the law, basically. He was... From what I can tell, and I've been kind of in and out of news media and stuff this week, um, he was pretty much thumbed up for what he did. Like, people were like, all right, cool, like, great, you know? I don't know if we're going to see anything of it. Like, I don't know if he'll, it'll actually pass. I don't know any of that stuff, but he wanted what? He got, Or he said he wanted what? He is proposing that we raise the minimum age to buy a firearm from 18 to 21. Okay. Uh, I... Don't disagree. Okay. I think either raise the if you're gonna either raise that one or lower the drinking age. But one of one of those two things, like both those things should be the same. And legalized pot. Well, yeah, but that's a different story. Both those things should be the same. Like you can't tell me it, it's cool to be able to kill somebody at 18, but I can't have a beer at 18, right? So well, if you're gonna I, make them 21. Let's just make them 21. Yeah. Or lower the drinking age to 18, and let's call it a day. Now. Do I think that will necessarily impact this particular issue? No, because mo- like most of these things, some not most, but some of these things have happened. The, a lot of them have been adults who got went in and shot up the, like the school, mm-hmm. or kids who got their parents' guns that went in and yeah. used their parents' guns to shoot up the school. This particular case, the kid purchased his own firearm. Now, we talked about earlier. Would it be worth it if it prevents one of these things? Absolutely. You know, I don't think there's. I don't think there's such such a huge infringement on anyone's rights to make them wait till twenty one to buy a to buy a firearm. Uh huh. Um. So I wouldn't mind it. It's not going to entirely solve the problem, but it's a good start. Yeah. So I. And the important thing is that this guy's a Republican, and he's breaking ranks with the party 
to propose this. So, you know, kudos to that guy. Well, he's going with Trump. Trump said 21 also. Trump said a lot of shit, dude. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. He broke with Republican ranks. Um, I mean, good. Kudos. I mean, do something. Like, Yeah, let's start somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, one last note on this, and, and we've touched on it already, but I, I bears repeating. I am so overwhelmingly, like, impressed by these seven, these, 15 yeah, to 17 year olds, these kids and how they've, how they've mobilized and everything that's gone on since. All right. That ends AP. We're going to close the book. We, like we said, we're not going to solve anything. I mean, we got our thoughts out. We got our, we aired our opinions. If you agree with them, that's great. If you want to have a, a conversation, please again, just hit us up. Yeah. If, if you guys want to hit us in the DMS, bro. Yeah. If you guys want us to kind of, dig further in and you have some questions or comments about it and we'll read them and we'll we'll hash this out some more if that's something that that you guys are interested in so just let us know so what do we got next up on the agenda alright man so the serious shit's over it's free period it's free period and there's only one topic that is worthy of free period that's my dog barking in the background what do you mean was your dog barking or was he going So, be quiet, colonizer. That was <laughs> the whole, that was a great movie. Anyway, Black Panther. Yep, we saw it. We, we did. Saw it. I saw it. We didn't see it together, but we both saw it. Yep. And uh, we have different opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Okay, I think that. No, 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 no. Because you're you're the more controversial one. Yeah. Here. yeah, yeah. So let let's All you right. you wait. All right. So I saw the movie. Colonizer waits. Yeah. I should have started barking at you. <laughs> so I saw the movie, and going into the movie, I you know I texted the Nerdles guys okay. several times. I was like, "Man, I'm kind of paranoid." The movie's getting so much hype. Yep. I was worried that I was gonna get in and it was gonna fall short. Okay. And then I was even more worried that something was gonna collect, like some kind of story was gonna come out that was gonna derail the movie, like. It was going to be really good, and then we get a new story that broke later on that Ryan Coogler fucks goats. <laughs> and, like, just totally derails, like, the momentum of the movie. And so far, that has not been the case. The movie has made a shitload of money, and it was fucking incredible. Some people were talking about the CGI. I have to rewatch it again because I heard some criticism about the CGI towards the end of the movie. I didn't catch that personally. Yeah, it was bad. But, man, I got to tell you, the, I thought the pacing of the movie was excellent. I thought the movie was terrifically acted. The soundtrack was incredible. I'm not a Kendrick Lamar fan, but he killed it with the with the soundtrack for the album. I don't know if he also did the score or someone else I don't, did the score. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think he but, did the soundtrack. I, I think he did the, the soundtrack. Both guys did. Whoever the amazing yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, And the supporting cast just knocked it out the park. Yeah. The homegirl, the little sister, yeah. stole the show. Yeah. Yeah. Favorite character. Yeah. Uh, Michonne, the Night Guerrera, iconic moment. When she whips the wig off and starts going ham on dudes yep. and spinning the spear around herself. The the costume design, the everything about the story, the social messages that the movie tells that we'll get into later. I, I, man, it cracked my top five. Okay. It definitely did. If I had to nitpick one issue that I had was, and spoiler alert, Killmonger was one of the best bad guys you've seen in, in Marvel or superhero movies in quite some time. Mm-hmm. You know, people were like, oh, he's the best bad guy since Joker. He very well might be. 
the bar that the gap is still so huge. I don't know, man. Like, are you saying best? Because and I, we'll, we'll touch best that. Best that really guy says Heath Ledger's Joker. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me see. Um, are you adding the Marvel TV universe? Because I would like to argue that since he's probably one of the better bad guys since the Purple Man and Kingpin, who were amazing, amazing. Jessica Jones and Daredevil. Yeah, listen. If you add all of that, I I still think Joker is so far ahead of the field. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. really who's two. Yeah. Because they're running. They're it's a separate race. Yeah. Killmonger was terrific. Yes. I personally was rooting for Killmonger. Absolutely. Most of the way through the movie. Yep. Obviously his his methods were extreme, but he wasn't wrong. Nope. And T'Challa's reaction at the end of the movie in the proves it. Because he he basically starts to go down that path just in a in a less violent way. Yes, it it is. It's very good. So, but but let's not get okay. I don't. Here's the thing. And when talking about Black Panther, you need to be. I guess I need to be very careful. I don't want to dismiss its cultural significance in the movie universe to a whole. Um, race of individuals. I don't want to dismiss its it, its its significance, and I've seen that sometimes criticism is being met with almost like a political criticism, like "Oh, you're racist." Yeah. Nah, man. And we should point out, like, to to tie into that, the movie is the highest yeah. revenue movie by a, a black director ever. Yep. It was like the fifth biggest opening ever. Ever. Mm-hmm. It biggest February opening ever. Yep. It the movie shattering records yeah. and it's shattering stigma, right? Yeah, a lot the absolutely. belief that an all black cast, an all black movie with all black people making it wouldn't yeah. draw audiences. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I get where you might feel that you have to be a little careful. Knowing you, I know that that's not the case. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire so, away. <clears throat> so I looked at it from a Marvel fan kind of standpoint, and I looked at it from a from a movie standpoint, right? So if we're gonna talk, we'll talk in reverse, right? So you mentioned Killmonger dying, right? So Killmonger gets killed. His whole point was to b- break Wakanda out of its quote-unquote shell and release Wakanda technology onto the world. Well, at the end of the movie, T'Challa does that. What the fuck? Like there was no. It's it's like you have yeah, a bad but, guy but who, who he wasn't. But it wasn't. He wasn't going to release. He was going to attack. It's two different things. He wasn't really going to attack. He was just going to arm so that they can attack. Eh, they got to choose. Burn it all. Yeah. Was the comment yeah. that he kept. Yeah. That's fine. That was his... And, and you don't think that when... when that was his MAGA. Yeah. That when... That'd be great. Um, and you don't think that when T'Challa finally opens up that shell and opens it up that it's not going to be... Oh, it might devolve into that because people are, are going to get greedy. But yeah, it's not... Absolutely. It's not an... Ar- he's not proposing an armed insurrection. Okay. All right. Cool. Fine. CGI at the end. Was that fight scene at the Weird. end? Weird. Like what part? Okay. So it was, the, it was the fight scene on the train. Uh, that's what happened. Um, that shit was awesome. Okay, it was cool, but it was it was all video game, basically. It was. There were some scenes where I could tell it was CGI'd, especially when they were fighting on the hill right above with Killmonger and then the rhinos and everything else. It looked a little CGI'd in the background, but that was fine. Like, I'm cool with it. Whatever. Shit happens. Um, in the end, I was disappointed in the movie. There was no Soul Stone. This was the perfect place to put the Soul Stone. Okay. Unless, as some MacGuffin... Thanos comes in Infinity War well, and goes we've to... We've already w- seen in the trailer... That they go to Wakanda. They go to Wakanda. Which probably means that the Soul Stone is in Wakanda anyway. Right. But I mean, they should Which is been. how the heart-shaped herb 
comes. takes them into the astral plane or whatever the fuck plane yeah. that is that he goes to, that they go see their parents. Absolutely, the soul, so, the soul plane, right? So that's what's gonna draw Thanos there and to make Wakanda, Wakanda okay. the center of that. All right, conflict. but I mean, I thought that they would have mentioned it, yeah, but okay. whatever. Uh, maybe it's just implied. Um, burning all of the heart shaped plants was stupid. It was their way of saying this is it. He's gonna be the only Black Panther with superpowers. Because, yeah, remember. Yeah, but who's to say that... There's not another one? Well, not that, but who's to say that the sh- that they, they don't have seeds or that the shit can't regrow? I mean, I don't know. they're magical herbs powered by the soul stone. Okay, all right, fine, fine. Manape was cool. I liked Manape. He was dope. He was oh, a good um, uh, yeah. Bark guy? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, he was cool. Um, Weird that he came to help out because in Black Panther, Manape and Black Panther are... Um, foes but whatever whatever maybe but in this story <clears throat> in, in the concept of the story it makes mm-hmm. sense i mean he was defeated in honorable combat yeah so he respected what yeah this guy it was cool um there was another thing andy circus is dead now like he was killed in the movie yeah they cl- killed claw sucked. i was just like yo you have a guy who kind of transcends different you know i was just like what the fuck what man? an amazing moment when Gollum is in the room with bilbo yeah right what that was so mm-hmm. dope yeah I wanted him to say precious somewhere, but he didn't. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, oh, damn. Dude, he killed me with that mixtape line. Yeah, it's on SoundCloud. I. Oh, yes. So, <clears throat> I'm going to keep bashing a little bit. They shouldn't have killed Killmonger. That was really dumb of them. They What they had in Killmonger was a, was a bona fide villain and a back pocket, unless they just don't have a place for him in the universe going forward, right? Which it might be the case. Or Thanos just... Yeah, brings everybody back from the dead. In the end, and one of my more observant tweets about this was that this was just African Iron Man, right? <laughs> Yo, so, when you send me that shit, I don't have Twitter, so he texted it to me. When you send me that shit, dude, I was like... <laughs> but it's it's not a bad thing. No, so what I I'm telling you is that is that it is African Iron Man. So here's the thing. First and foremost, the how it, how, how it did at the box office. Iron Man surprised the hell out of everybody. It did... Billions and it re in re billions. Uh, yeah Iron Man I think brought in a billion dollars. The Dude. first the first movie crack a billion was Avengers. Okay, well in any case, Iron Man did great. It brought back Robert Downey Jr. All that stuff, right? This movie the same thing. Everyone's like, whoa, black people can make movies, even though they've been doing it for many many years now. But anyway, also you're dealing with a son who is taking over for his father, and he wants to drastically change how his father was doing things. Now, if you want to follow me on this thread, here we go. Son takes over for father, runs the company and or country the same way father did until he realizes that it's not the right way to run the country and then he drastically changes it, okay? In the movie, the main villains of both Iron Man 1 and Black Panther were ghosts of the father's pasts. Okay. Okay? Again, at the end of the movie... Black Panther, because he doesn't have to say that he's the Black Panther, but at the end of the movie, what does he do? He says that he's going to release his tech. He's going to release his technology. He's going to open up. Right at the end of Iron Man One, what does what does what does uh, Tony Stark do? He says, "I am Iron Man." These are very similar, broad strokes. Broad strokes. Sure. And what I what I got away from that when I walked out was, oh, this is how they're going to move forward. This is how the MCU is moving forward. He is going to be your your new centerpiece okay. of the MCU. I I thought it'd be it'd be Spidey, but they don't own Spidey. Okay, fair enough. 
Speaking um, of which, that Venom trailer sucked dick. Let's move on. Yeah. So, I get what you're saying. And actually, I was listening to, um, to Binge Mode because now, you know, they... I don't know if you've listened to yeah. So, they were talking about, you know, the, the formula that the MCU uses to make their movies and, and how it evolves, but it retains a lot of the core elements that have been successful. Mm-hmm. So, I can see that, right? Like, they they presented this one. They wanted it to be as impactful as Iron Man 1 and Iron Man's formula works so well, why not retread it? Yeah. I, I, I get that. The difference, I think, in the two movies is is the questions that it raises and the, the tie-ins to real-world shit. I mean, just in that first post-credit scene when he's talking about, you know, we want to build bridges, not barriers. I mean, it's it's, okay. it's a direct commentary on our, you know, what, what, we are. what is being well, proposed that was the other thing. as our actual real-life isolationism yeah. versus Wakanda's isolationism. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you want to think about it, too, you can draw a parallel between Killmonger and Donald Trump. Both leaders that nobody thought should be there. Both kind of out there, warmongers to a certain extent. That right. kind of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Except that one got the ending he should have and one... One didn't. One still gets to talk. Yeah. And um, the other thing that I was going to tell you about was... In Iron Man, the... It wasn't very... It wasn't very on the nose. But in Iron Man, in 2008, we were still very much entrenched in the Middle East. Drone striking the shit out of that place. Yeah. And Iron Man was very much about that. You know, that's how. That's why they fucking yeah, they used, took him out. They yeah. used the Middle East thing as kind of like a background. But this this movie tackled these issues like head on. Oh, yeah. The conversation was a lot deeper. Absolutely. No, no, no. And I think, though, that the consequences were way more in this movie. Yeah. And I think and that's why you found yourself rooting for Michael Jordan. For I'm sorry. For Killmonger. Is because he was absolutely fucking right for you're telling me that for centuries you've had a black civilization that has lived beyond any with technology beyond anything anybody else knows in the world and they just sat there and watched the slave trade civil rights all of this everything happening in africa like yeah man you would be pissed if that really happened today of course i can understand both sides of that argument yeah they the reason they're able to that they have this technology is because they have something nobody else has. And to keep it out of everybody else's hands, they had to adopt that policy of isolationism. Okay. That's their belief. I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but I can see why, I can see how that mentality might is take Is there, root. yeah, their mentality. It's an interesting conversation. At yeah, the end of the day, absolutely. I think that's what made the movie, besides amazing action, great, you know, a lot of comedy, great acting, whatever, is that it, it makes you ask these questions. Right. It makes you want to have this conversation. I will tell you that quick, just a quick thought, this was probably one of the best casts overall put oh. together in the Marvel Universe. Hundo. Overall, and best acted by all of them. Hundo. Everybody played their part correctly. A- after maybe Guardians, because Guardians came first, but Guardians was a great cast put together also. Absolutely. You know? So it was good. It was really good. I did, yeah, and that's the other thing. I don't want people to take away that I, th- I thought the movie sucked. No, I thought the movie was great. I thought it was, a- it cracked my top five. It probably booted out Guardians 2. Like, oh, Guardians 2 is nowhere near my top five. Dude, Avengers was probably, Guardians is my number one favorite. Guardians 1? Guardians 1. All right, yeah, so man. hold on, because now we have to have this conversation. Yeah. My top five. Okay. Iron Man 1. Okay, just because because of what history? Because I've watched that movie thirty times. Okay. And I don't get All bored right. of it. Cool, 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 cool. Winter Soldier. Yeah, got you. In that Black one. Panther. Got you on that one. Avengers one. Okay. Guardians one. Okay. Thor so, Ragnarok. 
sometimes vacillates in between depending on my mood yeah five will be guardians or five will be thor ragnarok okay but those are my top those are, are definitely my top four okay what do you got so in my top five are guardians iron man i really did like iron man one loved it and I also liked Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 was not a shit show like people thought that another one. No, it's not Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 was not a shit show until Super Pepper Potts. We've talked about yeah, this. Yeah. So, okay. So, Guardians, Iron Man. Then you've got Winter Soldier. You've got Black Panther. And I'm probably going to go Thor. Ragnarok. Avengers 1. Not, I, I, I don't put Avengers in there. Like, for so, in, this is the thing. I get Avengers and it was cool and all. But I realized something after Age of Ultron. I'm not a huge Joss Whedon fan. <laughs> like, um, Joss like, Whedon could have. I mean, Age of Ultron could have been definitely could have been better. The thing about Avengers One is that it proved that the formula could work. Yeah, that you can do this team up and you can give everybody but equal but screen time. Yeah, that's great, but I'm not ranking these movies on what they proved. No, I. But but what I'm saying, but by way, proved means that I enjoyed it. Oh. Right. So, you know, I. Going into the, the MCU in general, I wasn't a fan of any of these fucking characters. Probably the character that I spent most time with in my comic book reading was Hulk. Yeah. I never read fucking Thor. I read maybe one Iron Man comic when he was beefing with Crimson Dynamo. And there was, I think the story was that they had mind-swapped Tony Stark's mind into the Crimson Dynamo guy and vice versa. And nobody knew. Some crazy shit like that. I had the one. I didn't have the follow-up issue so i don't know what the fuck happens mm-hmm. with it um so happens when you grow up poor so like i i wasn't i didn't go and i never read a fucking thor comic so the only one of these characters that i had any kind of attachment to was hulk so the fact that they were able to give equal screen time the way to they handled it yeah, right yeah. by making hawkeye kind of the bad guy because uh-huh. he was possessed or whatever it, it just it it resonated right okay. and, it, and it and it gave if Iron Man was the the, the, the foundation, Avengers mm-hmm. 1 was the springboard that said, all right, now we can really fucking do this. Okay. So, in terms of that and just how much fun I had watching the movie, that's why it's, okay. it's, it's, it's right. up there. No problem. So, that's now, it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I thought the movie was dope. I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with the sequel. Okay. I heard on binge mode that some point in the comics, his little sister becomes Black Panther. She does at some point, yeah. I thought I think that would be awesome to see on the big screen. Um, I'm interested to see if the Fox merger deal actually happens. Uh-huh. What they do with his current chick, and if they en- end up introducing the whole storm. Storm. Mm-hmm. And then one thing I've seen a lot on Instagram by comic book fellow comic book nerds and shit like that is that the villain they want to see most for part two, Namor, is Namor. Yeah. And I have been clamoring for Namor. The Nerdos guys make fun of me because every time they already get, I, I want Namor. That's a character that I didn't spend a lot of time with as a kid in comics, but I spent some. One of my favorite what-if comics was what if Namor joined the Fantastic Four, uh-huh. and he basically kicks Reed Richards out. He marries Sue Richards and Sue Storm, and this whole crazy shit happens. You know, I loved when they retconned him to being a mutant. I thought that was a great move, and I just think he's a really compelling character. I think that the whole concept of a people living in the largest percentage of surface area on our planet that have been marginalized and whatever, so on and so forth, and come out pissed as fuck, I think it's a great story. And it's, you know, it's a great character. 
kind of reminds me of Vegeta a little bit, to be honest with you. Michael B. Jordan. What he, what Killmonger was wearing oh, yeah. was Vegeta. That's yeah, funny. So I, I, I agree a thousand percent. I, I'd love to see Namor come out as the bad guy for the next movie. And especially because apparently him and Black Panther have a really intense history. Well, yeah, because Namor fucking flooded Wakanda. Oh, I didn't. And I, again, destroyed it. I didn't, I've never really read a lot of Black Panther. Uh, this was before Battleground, Battleworld. Okay. So he destroyed Wakanda. He flooded it all and killed everybody oh, in Wakanda. Oh, was that in AVX when he was uh, the, the Phoenix? Yes. Yes, it was. It nice. was when he was the Phoenix. Yes. Oh, so I did read that. I did read that. Yeah, yeah he killed Wakanda. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, so he, so yeah, Black Panther hated Namor. Total side note, did you see this comic with uh, Deadpool and... Old Man Black Logan? Pan- no, Deadpool and Black Panther. Nah. So they're, they're, they fight, and it's fucking amazing. Deadpool's being Deadpool, yeah. and Black Panther's like, you can't beat me. And Deadpool's like, no, but I can annoy you. And Black Panther's like, no, you can't. And Deadpool's like, in the end, everybody dies except for the two star girls who warg into the dragons and blah, 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 blah. And... Fucking Black Panther's like, did you just ruin those books for me? And he punches oh like, oh my it's god, so fucking great. Oh my dude. god, that's awesome. So great. And you know, Deadpool's done a lot of time traveling, so it's very credible for Black Panther to be like, oh shit. He read. He knows. Yeah, dude. Awesome. That's hilarious. That's such a great, right? Such a great character. But anyway, that's our Black Panther review, folks. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoy the movie. Let us know what you think about it. You know, again. You can Instagram us yeah. at Back, Back of the, of the Bus, Bus podcast. podcast. You can email us at Back, Back of the, of the Bus, Bus Miami, po- Miami at gmail.com. Gmail.com. I just started a Vero account, which is like... I have no idea what Vero is. So, so it's like a new social media platform because people are pissed off at the Instagram and Snapchat algorithms. Okay. Because you can't... Because now it's based on likes as opposed to timeline. Oh, great. So like people can't see your posts right away. That's what stories are for. Sure. Whatever. By the way, any of you who have listened or watched our stories, yes, Black and I both have access to the account. So, yes, at random times, the story will be in New Orleans, and as two minutes lady, it'll two minutes later, it'll be in Chicago. Yeah. So that's part of what makes it we're so all, awesome. We're also jet setters because we're ballers. <laughs> anyway, I wish. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Welcome back. We're glad that you are here. As always, just like Black said, you can hit us up on the email. You can hit us up on the Instagram. Remember, you can download us and listen to us on iTunes, on Apple Podcast app, Google Play, Podbean, Pocket Cast. And we'll put every new episode up on the SoundCloud as long as it doesn't go over two hours because we're not going to pay for a whole account. And we're working on a Twitter page. Yeah. And we're working on putting this shit on YouTube. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, we were working on it. Yeah, we were at one point. The- we're having program meetings right on the air, too. Yeah. So, you know, that that's definitely something that's coming down the pipeline. Remember, next episode, do not fucking... Do not miss next episode. Miss next episode. Mike's going to be on. It's an amazing fucking story. Life brand, baby. Hashtag Trey 5. Trey 5. Peace out, guys. Later. See you next time. <laughs> Party's been disconnected. <laughs> 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 <laughs>